What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm actually video recording this for the first time in a really long time. So if you want to see the video version of this, head over to my YouTube channel. Just search Brianna Fox on YouTube and there will be a video version of this. I'm kind of testing the waters here just to see how I like this. This might end up just being like a solo episode type of thing because I don't know how to do this like with guests or if like certain guests will be comfortable doing this. Um, but like, to be honest, I what I was doing for a while was just posting the recording on YouTube without any video. And I just don't like that. <laughs> and then I was like making it um, private so you can only listen to it through the podcast uh, like playlist on YouTube. And it's just a little confusing in my opinion. So um, especially if someone like normally watches videos and then they go to my channel and then they click on a video and it's not a video. It's just a recording. That's got to be confusing. So I've been wanting to record this visually, um, but it does add extra to it. So we're testing it out here today and we'll see how this goes. So I thought that it would be fun to do a Q&A either once a month or once every two months, kind of like a little check-in so we can chit chat about stuff and I can answer any questions that you have for me. So that's what we're doing today. And if you missed my last video on YouTube, it was a get ready with me. And I kind of just talked about um, or I just gave like a little bit of a life update and shared a little bit of what I've been thinking about recently and also shared that I recently deleted social media apps off of my phone. So that's kind of like where I'm going to start the Q&A at and give a little bit of a brief update here if you haven't checked out that video. Um, but basically I noticed that like just being on my phone all the time hasn't been really good for me. Um, I subconsciously was like comparing even though it wasn't at the forefront like I didn't realize that I was doing it and then as far as like content creation goes it, it was like I was always second guessing everything because I I don't know times have changed so much with social media so I just felt like I couldn't be like myself as much as I wanted to because I mean art is constantly being repeated and I just felt like there were so many trends happening that like everybody ends up doing and so it just felt like you can't really be 100% yourself when you're constantly seeing like what everyone else is doing and even if I still end up posting the same stuff that I normally would have at least it's going to be coming from a more like true to me place a more organic place I guess um so it's been a week without like going on Instagram and it's only been a couple of days of not having the actual app on my phone. I've only gone on. So I've allowed myself to like still go on like Instagram.com and stuff. But I think on average, I'm only at like between four and eight minutes per day of going on Instagram. So I'm not just like never going to post anymore. I'm just going to do it in a very different way um, because I just don't want to be glued to my phone. I want to like just be more intentional about my time on my phone. And I think that that's going to allow me to create more, especially for YouTube and the podcast and just have a little bit more of a clearer mindset. And I don't know, just less brain fog because I feel like, I don't know, I just, it, it's easy to get wrapped up in like what's performing well and also just like seeing what everyone else is doing. And then I'm just... I guess I'm just like overly stimulated and I don't want to know what everyone else is doing. I just want to like do me. You know what I mean? I also don't think that it's healthy to see like what everyone else is doing all the time. During this week of like intentionally being off of social media, I watched a lot of interviews. I rewatched The Social Dilemma on 
Netflix and that really helped me kind of come to this conclusion of like I don't think I necessarily need to or any of us need to delete it completely but using it as a tool in the way that it's intended rather than getting wrapped up into well I say as it as it was intended I don't think it was intended for what I'm saying or maybe it was but it has snowballed into kind of like a social media monster and like where these apps are now profiting off of us and that's like their main goal so anyway that's kind of like my current life update if you want more info on that I can do um, kind of like a check-in I was thinking next week might be a good check-in to see how I'm doing after like two weeks of like not being on social media consistently so yeah let me know if that's something that you're interested in so I had um, I put one of those like question boxes on Instagram so that you guys can ask me some of your questions in there and there's a wide variety of like simple questions that are like what's your favorite ice cream flavor and then stuff that's like a lot more deep um so we're gonna go all over the place but one of the main questions that I got was actually about moving and if Ruben and I ever see ourselves anywhere else um I'm kind of I guess like my approach to that is like I'm open to whatever I'm open to moving wherever but I'm also open to staying here I think for me if we did end up staying here in Indiana there's a different town that I would prefer to move to eventually Um, but if we move out of state I can totally see us moving to Wisconsin someone asked me if we would end up in Alaska Um, maybe who knows I love Alaska we went there for our honeymoon and had the best time it's so beautiful Um, but I think that's one thing that with moving to a place like that you have to understand that it is um, I don't want to say like a culture shock but kind of like it's definitely a different lifestyle same with moving very up north to Wisconsin that would end up resulting in a very different lifestyle because up there like I think the nearest target is like three hours away or something and like the nearest grocery store in general is like three out or I'm sorry, 30 minutes to an hour away. So, you know, it's just a very different lifestyle, a lot more snow, which I'm fine with, but, um, it's not the same as like living close by to everything. So just keeping those things in mind. And if that is something that I like really, or that we really want, um, but I'm open to moving and I'm open to, different places to move. Um, I just, I don't think that I could see us living in this. Well, I could see us living in this town forever, but I'd prefer something different. Um, but like one thing I love about where we live is that we live pretty close to Lake Michigan and we love going out on the boat there. Um, and Lake Michigan, if you're unfamiliar or you haven't visited before, it's practically an ocean. It's massive. So, it gives us that ocean feel without like being on the ocean. So I love that we live so close to that and we can go out on the boat there. Um, Ruben loves to fish. So being near lakes and things where he can fish is very important. Um, And that's something where like if we did move, I wouldn't want to be far away from something like this because and, and if it's like a smaller lake, that's fine, but nothing too small. I still want it to feel really big and grand. So that's something that's definitely a consideration for when we do eventually or if we do eventually decide to move so (laughs) this was kind of random someone said random but how come you aren't verified on instagram this is a great question so 
now you can actually pay for your verification on Instagram and I'll get into that in a second. But for years I have applied to be verified on Instagram and I've also tried to change my name on Instagram from Brianna Fox makeup to just Brianna Fox. Um, but didn't work. I always got declined for verification. I think a lot of times, like at least before now, the new way of like paying for it goes, um, before that, I think it would be really helpful if you had like a management team that had like a connection that could get you verified. But basically before that, you um, had to have like some news article written about you, at least three, I believe. And I did. Um, I sent them, but it like I just always got declined. Well, then they made it so that you could pay for verification. And so I went to sign up to do it. But it one of the requirements to be verified was that your name on your Instagram had to match your legal name on your ID and mine doesn't and I don't want to publicly glow I don't want to publicly go as my legal name like my quote-unquote brand is Brianna Fox and that doesn't match my license so I didn't do it and I'm actually glad that I didn't because now everyone is verified and I feel like now it doesn't mean as much as it used to. And I feel like a lot of people are getting verified or like paying for verification who aren't using Instagram for business purposes. Um, I've seen so many personal accounts that like rarely post on Instagram that are paying for the check mark. And it it's weird. I don't understand why people are doing that. But I'm so yeah, I'm glad that I didn't end up paying for it. I think it's like $14 a month. I'm I'm good. I don't need to be verified. That's fine. And now, especially that I'm like kind of distancing myself from posting on Instagram as much like that would have been a waste. Right. Um, so that's why I'm not verified. Next question. How do you handle people asking next step questions, marriage, babies, etc.? cetera? Um, it's annoying, of course, because people are invasive. But I also understand that it comes from a very loving place. People just are genuinely excited for me and want to see my family grow and things like that. I think for me, trying to be more understanding in that way helps so that I'm not like offended. I think that sometimes it can feel for everyone that Um, Because even if someone does have a baby, the first question is, when's the next one? Do you guys want the next one? Everyone always wants what's next. As soon as you get engaged, people want to know when's the wedding when like you haven't even processed the fact that you're engaged. Um, I just it's something in our human nature. So I'm understanding in that way. But from the receiving end, it just feels like it, it almost feels like when people ask that, that the phase that you're in just isn't good enough, even though that's not how it's intended. So I can definitely see both sides. Um, But also, especially with the baby thing, I know so many women that have suffered with loss, with miscarriage or just fertility issues in general. And so for them, I try to make a point to say not to ask me about kids, even though it's something that I haven't tried for yet um, and I have not experienced loss. I know so many women that have and the heartbreak that they feel. So anytime someone asks me, um, and I think it's different to say, do you plan on having kids more so than when are you having kids? But yeah, I think I mainly was more defensive because of the women in my life that have suffered loss and I just feel for them. And I know that like, people ask them and that's a different story. Um, 
So just me, be mindful of that. I forgot what the statistic is, but I think it's like one in three women or one in five women will experience miscarriage or fertility issues, which is so heartbreaking. So I think for me, that's mainly why I get more defensive. But yeah, I don't know what it is in our human nature that like always wants to like know what's next in everyone's life or is we're just always so excited for the next thing instead of like being present and happy with where we're at. I'm very thankful that like the the family and friends in my life aren't that way with me because they know that that's that hasn't been on the plan for the last few years so I definitely don't feel pressured in that way it's mainly from like social media where people are in my dms and in my comments asking me that so um, but I'm, I'm thankful that my family and friends aren't that way what are your thoughts on how the beauty community is now um I don't really know because I feel like there's not a huge beauty community on YouTube anymore. And I think that the beauty community has now changed over to TikTok and I know nothing about it. I recently found out who Michaela was when like the mascara scandal happened. And I only found out about that because Amanda told me about it. Yeah, I don't really have an opinion, I guess, because it just feels like it's not really existent. Um, so I guess my opinion on that is that I kind of miss it. <laughs> that did get like very like drama-y for a bit there. And then it, COVID happened. So um, it kind of like disappeared. And now everyone's just like posting other things. But I definitely miss old school beauty community on YouTube. I miss hauls. I miss when new products would launch and everyone would post about it. And then you got to see like everybody using the same palette. So you could see what it would look like on different skin tones and get different opinions. Like I totally miss that whole aspect of the beauty community. It did feel like we were all, it, it felt very community-esque, like everyone was involved in this thing. So I miss that part of it because now so many people like don't even post videos anymore. They just don't. They mainly post on like TikTok and stuff. So I don't know. I miss that aspect of it. Um, as far as like what the beauty community is doing on TikTok, I have no clue. I think too, that's the other thing with TikTok is I feel like a lot of the beauty stuff on there is one of two things. It's either like a quick get ready with me with like very minimal natural makeup and everyone's doing like no makeup makeup, which is gorgeous. Or it's like for shock value. Like I don't know the girl's name, but she like pumps a ton of foundation on her face and like uses half a bottle of foundation on her face. That's gotta be like for shock value. So that's like the two extremes that I'm seeing um, or have seen. Cause I deleted TikTok like a couple, Mm, has it been a month now that I deleted it off my phone? It can't be that long. It's been a couple of weeks, but um, even when I was on TikTok, I didn't watch beauty videos because the styles that are trending on TikTok for the beauty community were just nothing that I'm interested in. I like the long form content to talk more about products and talk more about things. I don't think that you can get it out in just a couple of seconds, um, like information on something. So yeah, I guess that that's my opinion on it is that I just like miss old school version of it then maybe it'll come back one day maybe maybe not I don't know I think that things trends are always ever-changing so I think we're going through a couple years of like TikTok being so trendy and maybe that will be the new YouTube maybe that will take off I don't know um but I do think that there is a place for long form I think what's so fascinating is that right now podcasts are really popular and so is TikTok which is interesting because they're two completely different things and like TikTok is all about grabbing your attention in three seconds where podcasts can go on for three hours and people will listen. 
so I don't get it, but I'm just, I'm here for the ride. <laughs> I love this question. Are you a Rachel, a Monica, or a Phoebe from Friends? I would say that I am probably a mixture of all three, but if I had to pick one, I'm probably, well, I don't know. I love to be organized and clean and planned like Monica. There's so much of her pe- personality that comes out in the show that I relate to. Um, I love Rachel with like the fashion part of her. But then the more that I watch the show, like as an adult, the more I don't like Rachel, actually. Um, and then Phoebe being goofy and weird. I feel like I'm kind of like that as well. Um, so I guess I would say I'm like a halfsy between Phoebe and Monica, probably with like a sprinkle of Rachel. Oh, this was an interesting question. Living in the Midwest, do you find it hard to vlog in public? I don't think it has anything to do with being in the Midwest. I think it's just about having confidence to vlog in public in general. Um, the more that I do it, the less uncomfortable that it is. Usually, people don't care. Some people have looked, but I think if I just tune them out and keep doing what I'm doing, then it's not a big deal. Um, and yeah, I think that's, I, I think it would be that way anywhere. I bet I have a feeling that probably in LA it's more normal to see someone doing that. Um, just because a lot of creators live in that area, but I don't know. I think that just at the, at the day and age that we're in right now, creating videos isn't like an unheard of thing. So I don't know. I, I try to think of it as I'm doing my job. <laughs> so like, let me do my job. I I have a problem vlogging at gyms just because I feel like that's a very personal place. It's a personal development place. It's a vulnerable place. So I feel bad recording myself at the gym because no matter what, there are going to be people in the background, especially if it's like an older person. I don't know. I have a really soft spot in my heart for people that are older. And so I just don't ever want to make other people feel uncomfortable. And so recording at the gym has always been a problem for me or not a problem, but just like has always been like difficult for me to do because I, I feel like I'm making other people uncomfortable. No one has ever said anything to me, but that's where I struggle the most with taking the initiative for vlogging, but like vlogging at a grocery store, I can do it. Um, shopping anywhere, really. Another place where I feel a little uncomfortable filming is at like makeup stores or clothing stores, just because when I worked in retail, we would have our security come and like tell people not to film because we you weren't allowed to. But that was back then. I haven't been in retail in a really long time. Um, Has it been eight years now? Nine years? I don't know how long it's been, but um, that used to be a thing where like if you were recording stuff, you weren't allowed to. And so I'm always scared that someone's going to tell me that I can't film. I usually end up just recording at the grocery store. Um, I would like to film more at the gym. Um, that was another question I got is uh, more of like a request to do more like workout content on YouTube. Um, I recently signed up for F45. Once I get more acclimated and comfortable, then I'll have the guts to ask if I can film there, but that is a more intimate setting. So it's almost scarier because there's less people in there in like a class form or like format. Um, I don't know, to, to be determined, but um, I would like to share more, more workouts because that is something that I'm really passionate about. Um, 
which kind of leads me to the next question, which is how much longer do you see yourself doing makeup videos? Honestly, I don't know this. I kind of explained this in my life update video. I can see myself doing this forever, but I could also see myself finding something new at the same time. And I think that I really want to dive into more of like other things that I'm interested in while also documenting it at the same time, because what's interesting is I started making videos when I was 21. So a baby and it was just a hobby. And at the time I was going to do either I, I planned on potentially moving up at Sephora and working um, for the company in like a greater way, I guess you could say, or I still had dreams of being a dance teacher. That was what I wanted to do like all growing up. Well, now I'm 31. I've been doing this for 10 years. I'm thankful that it's become what it's become. Um, but I'm also open to, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, honestly, like maybe I'll be a dance instructor. Maybe I'll pick up Pilates and be a Pilates instructor. Maybe I'll just continue vlogging and doing makeup videos. Like who knows? Um, I also really enjoy this podcast and I'm hoping that this becomes more of my career than YouTube even, but who knows? I'm kind of just like, I'm at the point where I'm trying to control it less and just go with the flow more and just, just, I don't know, just be more fluid in that way because I, for the longest time have like pushed a certain thing for so long. And, um, I feel like maybe I'm trying to push something that isn't working. So right now I'm just kind of like, well, I'm letting go, just going to go with the flow. And part of that is getting off of social media and just creating more because I feel like my thoughts and my opinions have just been tainted by like what other people are putting out there. So I can't actually like look inward and be like, well, what do you want? What do you want to do? What are your hobbies? What are your passions? What are you excited about? So I guess that's kind of like the first step here and we'll see where this goes. I'm open to whatever. I can also see myself doing this forever. So who knows? <laughs> Someone asked me, do you ever regret anything you share on YouTube? All the time. <laughs> All the time. I mean, I don't like the word regret, but I, it's so funny because even though I'm putting so much out there, I'm also a very private person. So like, for instance, I just shared that YouTube video where I did a life update talking about like social media and even like the last podcast episode about being in a slump immediately, immediately I post it and I'm like, oh, I want to set it private because I'm just so uncomfortable that like people know a lot about me. Um, I go back and forth on like how weird it is that like, I don't like that people know things about me, but also I want to share. Ultimately I end up sharing obviously, but I do think, you know, about how weird it is that like so many people like know things about my life, especially it's not even so much strangers. It's that when I find out that people in my personal life end up watching a video or hearing about something that I'm like, oh my gosh, now I'm like, you know so much about me and I feel very vulnerable. Um, but I wouldn't say I regret it because if I regretted it, then I wouldn't do it. But it is something that I think about. Um, what are you reading? I'm currently reading The Only One Left from Riley Sager. Um, I'm only one page in, so I can't give you any info on how I'm liking it, but um, it's basically about this caretaker that goes to take care of this old woman who lives in this mansion on this like cliff side. And when the old woman was younger, 
she was accused of like murdering her whole family, kind of like a Lizzie Borden style type of murder. And so the caretaker is basically, I I think that like weird things start happening and then she's starting to like second guess if the old woman actually did do it or if she didn't do it. Um, So I'm excited to see how it goes. Riley Sager also wrote The House Across the Lake and I loved that book. It was just so unexpected. It took a lot of like different twists and turns and it was like a roller coaster of a read. So I'm excited about this one. And so far, just from the first page that I read, I can tell that it's already in the same format where at the end of each um, chapter, it's like a cliffhanger. So that really gets me excited and like to keep reading on. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Ooh, will you read Brittany's book? And what what's my opinion on the newest episodes of Sex and the City? Um, I would absolutely read Brittany's book. However, I do have some opinions on that because I think it's interesting that, I don't know. So they used a very old photo of Brittany for the cover of the book, which is weird. Um, I mean, I guess it's not weird. Have other people done that? I don't know. But it, especially for like what people are speculating about Britney Spears and her situation, I think it's just shocking that they still use like an old photo for her book when people think like something's wrong with her. <laughs> but I don't know. I will definitely read it. I'll probably read the audiobook. I'm curious to see what it's about because I think people still think that she is like in some way being controlled or something. I've seen some people say that like that's not Britney Spears like on the internet right now. I don't agree with that, but at the very least there's some mental health things happening and so I'm curious to see what the book is about and I I'm I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'll definitely read it when it comes out. When does it come out? I'll have to look that up. Um, and then my opinion on the newest episodes of Sex and the City. I think they're better than last season, but I don't know. I think it's definitely different than the original Sex and the City. It's not the same. And I just think that the writing is really cheesy, like just very like the acting is subpar and <laughs> like this is from a pure judgmental stance because I can't act for shit. But I feel like the acting in Sex and the City was way better than what we're seeing now. I feel like the storylines are being like pushed so hard and it's not believable. Like there's no chemistry between the characters and Miranda is pissing me off. Like just every, like the way that she is with Steve, it's pissing me off. The way that Carrie is with everyone is annoying. And I don't know. It's just, it's not the same. So if you haven't seen And Just Like That, but you're a fan of Sex and the City, I don't recommend watching it um, because it is definitely different. But I do think that this season has been more interesting than last season. But yeah still not my favorite you know what else isn't my favorite is the real housewives of orange county normally i enjoy that but this season has been so dumb so like unnecessary drama which all of it is unnecessary drama technically but just not into it this season not not very good next question are you going to create your own makeup products thank you for everything because i've learned to do my own makeup thanks to you That's so great to hear. Thanks. I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to make my own makeup products. If Makeup Geek ever comes back, I would love to redo that to continue with the collab that we were doing. Other than that, I don't think so. I don't think that makeup is that much of a passion of mine to create like my own brand. Um, And I'm glad I didn't because like especially with like 
how makeup has changed and how the makeup industry has changed, I don't think that I would have wanted to continue after the hype, you know, like makeup was so much more hyped pre 2020. And now it's like, it's got such a lull and so many makeup companies are going out of business. I think that it had, I made a makeup company. I don't know if I would have continued with it because I don't think my passion is that much for makeup products. Um, I think it's more for artistry. So I don't think that I'll be making my own brand. If a company ever wanted to collaborate with me, I can see that being fun. But as far as like running my own makeup brand, I, I don't see myself doing that. If you lived in another country, where would it be? I don't know. Honestly, the first thought goes to Mexico because Ruben's family has um, land there. So like my initial thoughts was if I had to pick somewhere tomorrow to move to, that's where it would be. Um, but I haven't been to any other country besides Mexico before, so I don't know. I would have to visit some and then see. Sweden sounds gorgeous, like Sweden and Norway. I would love to visit in the winter and see like Northern Lights and all that. Um, but I don't know if I'd ever see myself moving. From what I've seen from Italy, like that looks gorgeous um, or even like south of France but I don't know like I really don't know much about those places because I haven't really been outside of the U.S. really I mean I went to Mexico once the next question can you start listing the names of the songs you use in your YouTube videos they're so peaceful you know what I need to get a lot better at this because Here's the reason why I don't. It's because when I save the song, so I use either Artlist or I use Epidemic Sound, which are two websites and they're subscriptions for um, music so that I can use them in my videos. When I download them onto my computer, for whatever reason, it changes the name sometimes. And so I have to then go searching for it on those websites to find what they are. Um... So that's why I don't always share them, but I will try to get better at it, especially for ones where like the music is like the main focus. Um, but if you're ever curious, I always, 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 almost nine times out of 10, get them from Epidemic Sound. And then every now and then I'll get them from Artlist. The next question, how do you decide what to buy and what's worth the splurge, etc.? I feel like this is kind of a difficult thing to answer, but I truly think that it comes down to a feeling. <laughs> If, you know, if I'm going to be splurging on something, it has to be something that I truly like and has nothing to do with anybody else. It's just like a true thing that like makes me happy and excited. And I also think that not buying something that's more of a splurge and just continuing to not buy it for a while. And if after a bit of time you still truly want it, then I think it's worth the splurge. So for instance, two things I can think of off the top of my head that I splurged for was my purse. Um, I ended up buying that, I think at the end of 2020, but it was something that I had wanted for like three years. And finally, I, and I told myself, once I have a certain amount of money in my bank account, I will go and pay cash for this purse. I didn't want to put it on a credit card. I didn't want to whatever. And it wasn't even like a popular bag at that time. It had, already, it had already had like its popularity time like on the internet, but it was still my favorite bag. And to this day, I still am obsessed with my purse. I definitely think it has to be something that you truly feel in your soul is something that you really love and you're going to continue to love and gives you that spark. So the purse was that for me. And then another item that comes to mind is our couch. I had wanted that couch for years and finally... 
I went and splurged and got the couch from Restoration Hardware. Um, and I'm glad I did because I had sat on like so many dupes for that couch and they were so uncomfortable and um, we spent a lot of time on our couch. So it was definitely worth it for me. But I think you just have to ask yourself those questions and see if it's something truly that you really love. I would say most things I don't splurge on. The splurges are things that I take time to consider and plan for basically um someone left a comment recently on one of my youtube videos and she said i thought that this was going to be like a new purse reveal for a designer bag i only have one designer bag um and i feel bougie for it like i like that is more than enough for me um i really don't have any plans on ever getting another one unless it's something that feels very special the other thing too is that like certain things that I have splurged on have been attached to other special points in my life. So um, I think that's part of what makes them so special is that they represent something bigger. So there hasn't been another bag that has like presented itself in that way for me. If something changes in the future, maybe, but like I don't think it would be a purse. I think it would be something else. If it did end up being a bag or something, I can see myself getting something that's a little bit um, it would have to be something classic, but maybe something that's smaller and something that I can dress up. That's the only downside about the bag that I have now is that I can't really wear it to like a wedding or something because it is more casual, but I don't ever go to weddings really. <laughs> like I haven't been to a wedding in like two years. Um, but yeah, that I guess that's how I go about like deciding like when to splurge on something and when not to. Chocolate, vanilla, or strawberry. Um, chocolate all the way. I'm a chocolate girl through and through. I get like the richest chocolate of anything, no matter what it is. Next question. How do you deal with tough mental health days? Um, I think it's different depending on the day. Some days I just let myself feel it. If you listen to my last um, podcast episode, it's on how to get out of a slump. And one of the things that I talked about in that episode was that sometimes you just have to let yourself feel and just feel the emotions and just like take care of yourself that day. Let yourself like have a day off if you work for yourself or like um, take a sick day, whatever it is, and just like let yourself feel those feelings. And then whether it's like watching your favorite TV show, reading a book, take a bath, get get outside, take a walk, um, do the things that like you have to do. So that's sometimes what I do. Um, sometimes I just like sit in my self-pity <laughs> and just like erode on the couch. But also sometimes I just push through and just ignore it. And like, sometimes you have to do that. Like if there's a bunch of things that have to get done, you just have to sometimes like set that aside and push through. Um, so I do one of either of those options, depending on what it is, because depending on the day and what I have going on in my life, because it just depends. But, um, if I had it my way every day, it would be the first one, which is just sit and and feel <laughs> I liked this question too it's do you ever go back to old makeup videos and recreate your own looks I actually do this all the time um especially with certain products because I'll look back and be like what is that because usually I can pinpoint what it is just by looking at it but or I'll like remember creating the look but sometimes I don't and so I'll go back and look and 
it'll remind me about old products that I used to love and haven't used in a while. So I actually do that all the time. The next question is, how can I get the confidence to finally do YouTube with a crying emoji? Girl, you just got to do it. If it's something that you want to do, you just got to do it. Um, try to pinpoint what's stopping you. What, um, what is making it so that you don't feel so confident? I think especially now so many people do it. I just think that it's just so normalized. When I started back in the day, back in the day, I started my channel like 10 years ago. No one was really doing it. So it was very weird. It was like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're making videos on YouTube. Now everyone does it so much. Um, I say just go for it and just do it. If it's something that you want to do, I think, try, yeah, try to pinpoint like what's stopping you. Is it about what people think in your personal life? Is it about what people think on the internet? Like try to also try to like build your confidence in other ways that will help with your confidence on YouTube. Um, and the more you do it, the more your confidence will grow and the more it'll be like second nature. But yeah. Who cares what people think if that's what it is? fuck them. <laughs> Favorite book this summer so far? I did not do much with my summer reading list and I kind of had a feeling that was going to happen because I can't do a lot of like the cheesy books and I bought a lot of cheesy books. The other thing too, so I read The Summer I Turned Pretty and then I bought the other two books that are in the series, but when I watched the show, they had changed so much in the show that I was like, what's the point? And I liked the show better than the books, So I was like, I'm not even going to read these. And I, I wonder if I can return those books because I'm just not going to read them. Um, but I really enjoyed The Happy Place by Emily Henry. I thought that was a nice, fun beginning of summer read to get me excited for summer. And it was about these group of friends that have this house that they go to every summer and hang out together. And one of it's kind of like a, a group of friends and they're all couples and the one main couple, they actually like broke up months prior, but they didn't tell their friends. And so they're basically pretending to be together on this trip. And it was cute. I liked it, but I kind of just like stopped reading summer summer books. And I started this new Riley Sager book, which is going to get me excited for fall. I just knew that was going to happen. Yeah, I did enjoy the one book off of my summer reading list. I also started listening to, oh, I forgot the name of it, but it's about dopamine and it's from Anna Lemke. It's a book on addiction. And um, especially with like this whole social media addiction thing, um, it kind of gets brought up in this book and just how like being addicted to things works and how it can show up in different ways. She mainly talks about, I think, porn addiction, sex addiction, and drug and alcohol addiction. And she kind of touches on how she was addicted to like romance novels and then also how social media addiction can play into it and how it's all kind of like stemming from the same pl same place in the brain and how it works and it's just very fascinating um so I'm only about halfway through that book right now listening to it but I highly recommend it I just think it's good knowledge even just understanding how addiction plays out and how you can easily get addicted to things in general. Also just having compassion for those that do have like more serious addictions. It's just, it's just very fascinating. So that's something that I'm listening to right now that I really like. But yeah, that wraps up everything for this Q&A. I would love to do this again in about a month, maybe two months. So if you have any more questions for me, just leave them down below in the comment section on YouTube or head over to the Bree and Me podcast over on Instagram and leave them on the newest post. And then for the next Q&A, I can refer back to those or do another 
another question box or something. But that's it for this Q&A. Let me know if you enjoyed the video aspect of this for YouTube. I'm going to feel this out and see how it goes. I feel like I'm going to end up liking this better as far as podcasts go. But um, yeah, I just have to feel it out as far as like having guests on and like their comfortability with like being recorded uh, for video. But yeah, we're going to play it by ear. So thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thank you.